I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Episode 97, X Marks the Spot. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. I am going to do a shortened mini sort of uh, solo episode for you today. Um, the topic is going to involve what is actually today. So I'm almost doing this in real time. This is an add-on that we threw into the mix because we thought it was obviously very appropriate, my producer and I. Um the day is X spouse day. And that could mean a lot of different things to different people. It could mean a day to reflect on the fact that you have an annoying X in your life. Um, it could basically reflect uh, inside you and think about the fact that you are indeed divorced. Um, I'm pretending X could obviously be a boyfriend or a girlfriend too, but I think for all intents and purposes, we're going to just stick with the marriage category um, because that's the most, in my opinion, profound X to have in your life. Um, it could mean a lot of different things, to, to, as I said, to different people. And, and it obviously uh, is determined upon where you are in your mind, where you are in your life, where you are in general about your divorce, if you're divorced and dealing with this day. <laughs> um, I actually look at it as a happy day. Um, I am very blessed to have um, what I would consider most days a very um, healthy and um, harmonious relationship with my ex. I have been divorced almost, I think almost seven years now. Um, I don't really even think about it as much as I normally would. I think more about my anniversary date than my the day I got divorced, because to me, that's I don't know, like a more memorable and obviously a more impactful day. Um, when I got divorced, it was a very sad and solemn day, as I'm sure it is for pretty much everyone who goes through that process. But it was also a day of um, 
of awakening and renewing my own life um, as a new you know, single woman who is, you know, obviously the mother of two children and things like that. Um, it was a very weird time. Um, my life turned out to be very different than I thought it would be, um, this point, um, that on that particular day, but I have to say it's for the better. I have, um, more in my life now than I, I guess, anticipated having back then in terms of, um, you know, I have a second residence in New York. I'm very blessed to have. I use it for work. I use it for pleasure. Um, I'm expanding a lot now in Los Angeles with my business, um, which is exciting and something I've always dreamed of. I've always loved LA and I'm excited to have that in my, in my future and also in the present in some degree. Um, I have enrolled in graduate school. I'm going back to school, probably something I wouldn't have done if I were still married, um, pursuing that for uh, another career one day in time um, to complement what I have on my plate right now. And I'm enjoying that. And um, I have plans to move temporarily um, on a part-time basis um, to potentially Florida in the next couple of years and then eventually, you know, figure out being bi-coastal incorporating Florida into the mix for that. Um, just a lot of exciting stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that I really wouldn't have been able to do if I were still married because I would have had other priorities and um, obviously another person to factor into my decisions and things like that. But again, the show is about ex-spouse day. So um, it's not so much about me and my single life. It's about my relationship with my ex. And I think because it is such a, a very fruitful one and beneficial one to me personally, as well as obviously co-parenting um, in a very collective and also very amicable, amicable way and productive way, I'm able to achieve all of these things and pursue my dreams that I'm pursuing because I don't have the stress um, and aggravation that unfortunately a lot of my colleagues and friends do with their ex-spouses. So I'm going to just share a little bit about what works for me. Hopefully you guys can take some of that into your own lives. Um, And even if you don't have an ex, you know somebody that does, like perhaps you can offer this advice. So I'm going to talk a little bit about first um, and foremost, which I think is the biggest priority to both myself and my ex, our children. So you know, we actually get along better now in the parenting realm than we did when we were married. I think that it's a couple of reasons. A, I think we obviously need each other. <laughs> um, I, I think we were taking one another for granted um, in the co-parenting space when we were married. Now we really need to work together or it's going to be a disaster. And, you know, we're faced with all sorts of challenges that I know many of you probably are as well who have children. I have a 13-year-old daughter. I have a 10-year-old son. My daughter is, I'm very close with both, and they're both amazing children. Um, They both do very well in school. They're both really good human beings, um, very well-rounded. They're thriving, lots of friends, all of the above. But they come with the the typical things that kids have. So my daughter, as I said, is 13. She's gearing up to enter high school 
she's got all of that teeny stuff that you might imagine um, a, a girl might have, a young woman, adolescent, um, you know, the attitude. And she's got a really, really um, big social calendar, which is uh, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Because I, when she's with me, I'm often shuttling her around to lots of different places um, that aren't necessarily around the corner. Um, and, you know, she's just very into her friends and her priorities are straight. Her school's um, number one. And she's also, you know, athletic and all of that. So she's busy with those sorts of things. My son too, um, less of a social calendar with uh, friends because he's only 10. He still has, like, does a lot of things with them, but it's not the same level of, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, burden, if you will, on my driving, but um, very busy with baseball and like all of that. So he and I lean in on each other a lot. You know, when they're with me, he helps me when they're with him and I'm, I'm, in, I'm able to, I help him too. Um, he just has a different work schedule than I do. So he has a little bit more flexibility and I'm appreciative that he's able to step up and help me more so than he probably would be involved if, you know, if I were still married to him, cause I'm sure it would have just been a different dynamic. So that's awesome. And as things come up with the kids, you know, um, with school or, you know, we hit, we hit some like hiccups and things of that nature. We work really well together. I mean, I'm not going to say every day is like, you know, a walk in the park. We obviously have a difference of opinion about certain things, but overall our, our co-parenting style is very similar and we're totally in unison and on the same page about a lot of different things pertaining to the kids. So I'm very appreciative of the fact that we have that amazing co-parenting relationship. When we do have issues, I will say this, I really try to approach our relationship, my relationship with my ex, um, as it pertains to the co-parenting situation, uh, as more of a business um, relationship as opposed to a personal relationship. And that's very hard for a lot of people to kind of wrap their heads around. Um, But I have to say, if you're able to tackle that mindset and, and basically implement that into your norm, it's tremendous way to get along um, and to get through different issues. So I'll give you like an example, you know, for arguing um, about something pertaining to the kids that we don't agree on. Maybe it's something about needing to switch a weekend or something like that. You know, I take my emotions. I do my best to just try to remove my emotions and look at him more like a colleague or, um, you know, maybe a potential client or boss or something of that nature, not boss in the sense I have to answer to him, but just trying to do so, so that I'm able to give him respect, even though I'm irate at the moment. And really it's more than just saying, okay, don't react, reply or whatever. I mean, that's definitely always the the way to go, but you know, that's much easier said than done when you're dealing with someone who are married to for a number of years and there's a lot of history involved and things like that. Um, so, you know, and, and kids, you know, they're obviously, we're both very passionate about our children to say the least, um, and have very strong feelings about certain decisions. So I really try my best to, um, speak to him in a tone and in a way that I would, if I were having a difference of an, of an opinion about something I was passionate about as it pertains to my career or my work. So, um, that's really helped a lot. Um, I can't say he really 
shares that mindset. Um, I, it's just something that I think I just started to implement and saw it worked and actually wrote a lot about in my first book, Intermission, because it really does help a lot to do it that way, you know, when you're having a problem um, that is obviously a sensitive subject matter. Uh, but I will say that because I do that, he, and I'm not like flipping out like I would, um, you know, talking to like a, a ex-husband or whatever, which is understandable that someone might, he takes a step back too. So if I'm not freaking out, even if he's all heated up, he'll cool off in a much faster way. So that's really, really helpful. So my advice in that space, again, just to repeat, is to look at your ex, whether it be a, a wife, husband, whatever, as almost like a colleague at work and talk to them as that you, as you would then. And if they're not following suit and they're like, not like they're not speaking to you respectfully, just like you would like a boss or something, you just remove yourself and then you'll continue the conversation. It's not like it's answered. Nothing's been resolved yet, but you need to remove yourself so that they know that they can't speak to you that way. And I've done that too. And it's helped a lot. So that's that. Um, and as it pertains to the kids. And then I think over time, like I said, we've been divorced going on about seven years now. We've, we were married 10. We've, we're good friends. I mean, do we sit there and, and chit chat about each other's like personal relationships? Um, I mean, I'm personally not in a relationship right now, but I've been in semi relationships and I've really never kind of sat there and like confided in him. We don't have that level of friendship but we do have a respect for one another and care about one another and think of one another as family, um, not only because of the kids, but because we generally do love each other. So um, not in love, but love, which is beautiful, I think. And even when he does irritate me and get on my nerves and things like that, because that certainly does happen because we're divorced for a reason, right? Um, or just people like fam- your sister, your brother, your parents, they probably get on your nerves too every so often. I think that just happens when you have people that are close to you in, in time, right? Eventually someone's going to get on your nerves. But um, we do really do love each other. And I'll give you like an example of something really nice that he did. So um, people that know me know I'm not the best cook. Um, I don't pretend to be. I do make some dishes well, but there I could count on my hand how many I do well. And that's okay. It's not my thing. I don't like to cook. I don't enjoy it. I'm happy when a guy cooks for me. I'm all for that. So my kids don't love my cooking is the moral of the story. I, ba- I basically make the same kind of foods for them when they're with me. Um, pretty basic things, tacos, um, hamburgers, um, pasta, you know, grilled chicken. And I think maybe two other things, lasagna, I do pretty well, but I try to eat healthy and all of that. So anyway, last night I wanted to make hamburgers, which is an easy dish, but my daughter doesn't like the way I make them. She prefers the way her father makes them. And the only way she would make, you know, eat it is if I had him come over and cook it, which was super annoying to say the least. I was so annoyed with her. And I, I only gave in because I had already defrosted the hamburgers. <laughs> I like I had school and I had a bunch of other things. I didn't really have time to like reorganize my menu for the night. Plus she had a friend over. So it was a lot of different things in the air. Um, so I obliged and he came over and he made the dinner. I actually, I was 
expecting he was going to stay and eat with us, but he had his, I don't know, he had plans or whatever. So he didn't, but he literally came over and cooked dinner for us and like cleaned up and everything too, which was so nice. And I was so appreciative and he's cool like that. So, I mean, I would do, I'm sure he wouldn't want me coming over to cook, but like, I would be happy to do anything he asked me to help him with as well as for something for the kids or just even something for him. When I go out of town, I live in New York part-time. He always comes over if he needs, you know, I ask him to, or sometimes he'll just like the kids will run over to pick up something at my house and he'll see like the trash cans were on the curb because it was trash day when I left. He'll bring them into the garage for me. He brings in my mail. He'll bring in packages. He's awesome. He's a great, 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 great ex. So, um, and again, like I reciprocate whenever he needs me to do something or ask me to do something, I would probably do a lot more for him. I think it's definitely an uneven teeter totter. He does a lot more for me, but I try to make up to, you know, things and other ways for him because I am very appreciative of how he is, um, as an ex, he's a great ex-husband. Um, and then last but not least, you know, as I mentioned a little bit before this, relationships in terms of our own like interpersonal relationships with um, other parties. Um, we haven't really, I want to just be honest and authentic with you guys. We haven't really broached that yet. I haven't been in a situation where he has um, needed to meet somebody significant in my life because they're a serious person that I might spend my life with. So I haven't really shared any of my dating that I share here. I don't even know if he listens to this show or not to even hear what's going on. Um, as far as he's concerned with me, he doesn't know what I'm doing. I don't know what he's doing and it's working really well, which may or may not be part of the fact that we're super good friends. But I will say that when the time comes that he is in a serious relationship, um, I I will embrace that person as long as they are good to my children and they don't, you know, mind that we're friends obviously and have like a deep found like respect and like love, like platonic love for one another. Um, I will not have any, I, I want him to be happy. I do. And I think he feels the same for me. So um, I don't really have a lot to share in that department yet. I don't have any advice to share about blended families or anything like that, because I haven't really gotten to that point. Um, I'll just kind of take it as I go. That's why I bring guests on that are experts in those spaces too, so that they can share information with you. Um, and myself too, I learn as I go with this show, just like you guys are. So I just wanted to um, give some credit where credit is due to my ex, my ex-spouse on this ex-spouse day and say that I am appreciative and thankful that I have such an amazing ex. And I hope you guys, um, if you don't, that you're able to take a little bit of this information that I shared about what works for me and kind of include it in some of your day-to-day lives too. So you have a happy relationship with your ex. And that's that. So I hope you all have a great ex-spouse day and celebrate your ex. And if you don't have an ex, celebrate the fact that you don't have an ex because that's something to be proud of as well. So I will talk to you all next week. And that is that for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.